you're listening to the Rebel Scum Podcast. You are always scum. Rebel Scum. From odds making to list rankings, we've got you covered. And don't forget to join us on Patreon for early access and exclusive content. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. Something came straight from the horse's mouth. And that horse may not be allowed to speak any longer. The horse's mouth is Bob Iger. And Bob Iger referred to the child, the asset from the Mandalorian, as Baby Yoda. On a call with shareholders and investors and people who have stake in the Walt Disney Company, Bob Iger said, Baby Yoda... And I didn't see footage of it, but I'm confident he said that in quotations. Baby Yoda's a thing. Everyone acknowledges it. He did say in uh, an interview that uh, John Favreau slaps his hand when he refers to him as Baby Yoda. Because (laughs) Baby Yoda, of course, is named either Kevin or Jean St. Pierre. Or Pierre St. Jean. I can't remember which one. But it's one of those two. I'm James. That's Brock. This is the... Rebel Scum Podcast. For the 154th time. Wow. Can you believe that? Wow. I simply can't believe that we keep doing this. Uh, yeah, why Why do we do it? For, for Baby Yoda. <laughs> we do it all for Baby Your roommate's calling me. Is he home right now? He might. No, I don't think so. Because he sent a text to the group text. Okay, well, he... Uh, <laughs> He's calling me right now. How should rude. Have, you should have answered and you'd be like, what's going on? You'll say like that. Like, Daryl, we're recording a podcast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> say hi Hello. to Brock. Hi. Hello? Hello? You, you can't you hear home? Brock because I don't have you on the phone. All right, I'll call you back. Okay. Who's your, wait, wait. Who's your favorite Star Wars character? My favorite Star Wars character? Um, Luke Skywalker. Oh, all right, bye. All right, bye. In fairness, Brock, he only knows three Star Wars characters. Yeah, Luke. one of them is Porkins, and that's why he's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> he's a huge Porkins supporter. I well, can never get over the fact that if you put a – did you put speaker on? on? Yeah. Oh, okay. Still, like, it sounds so good when it's right beside that microphone. I yeah. work in AV, and I'm like, wow, microphone. <laughs> <laughs> this is how they do it on the Kardashians, Brock. Yeah, it sounded like he was almost in in the room with you. Yeah, absolutely. He he's not. He will be here in a couple of days, though, in the room. Yeah, uh, not in the room with me, but uh, <laughs> I'll be here in a couple of days. Uh, and he's like, "What are you cooking?" And I'm like, "Leave me alone." Mm. And I gotta talk to Rural Farm Boy because Rural Farm Boy has the uh, Galaxy's Edge cookbook. Oh, cool. And I'm thinking maybe just asking him for recipes off of that and cooking all of those for Daryl. Nice. <laughs> if anyone's going to appreciate Star Wars cuisine it's daryl yeah <laughs> not true at all uh thanks everybody for uh watching listening whatever you're doing right here uh on youtube on the rebel scum podcast uh, like we said earlier that's brock i'm james uh you could listen to us on uh, apple podcasts on uh, spotify iHeartRadio, google podcasts stitcher soundcloud Maybe more. Wherever. Wherever fine podcasts are made. Yeah. Or whatever. 
We're there, and we're here on YouTube as well, and we are on uh, Patreon, where you can check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. Uh, we appreciate all of your support over there on, on the, the land of Patreon. It's a lot of fun. All right, let's get into this thing, Brock, because what an intro that was. Thanks, Daryl, for ruining the first three minutes of this show. <laughs> did you listen to, did you hear, read any of the uh, Bob Iger uh, call? Uh. call? No, I, I think I heard the the gist, and I was like, yeah, cool. Um, and I meant to read more of it because I was on the rundown, but I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, cool. Like, <laughs> it was mostly about like they're gonna focus on TV, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. More. What do I got here? No, that's basically it. Yeah. So yeah, and that was so. Anyway, he said uh, there's. Somebody asked him a question, and, and he said that uh, the future of Star Wars, you know, the Mandalorian, such a huge hit, big success. That they're going to focus more on, on Disney Plus, uh, and he never really mentioned Star Wars theatrically, which is something that we've noticed a little while, where it's kind of gone by the wayside. There was supposed to be this. The Hollywood Reporter said, "Look for a report in January. They're going to make an announcement on who's going to yeah. make a movie," and they, and they never did that. Uh, Bob Iger said, "I think." In the summer 2022, 2024, 2026, we're going to be movies. Uh, you and I both kind of question why they would even bother announcing that when there's there's nothing there. Like, what's the point of that? Yeah. Uh, so he never made any reference to that. But he did say the near future will be Disney+. Plus. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I think, do you think, I? because I do, that, that, the near future is between now and 2022 and they could still keep that 2022 theatrical release date. Yeah, I think so. I mean, nobody knows what, um, where Ryan Johnson's trilogy stands, like not so much if it's happening, but like, where is he, has he developed anything? I mean, Knives Out was a success and there's already talks that he's going to make, uh, it was greenlit. That or series, but the sequel's been greenlit, so he's on that now. So it's like it, it there there isn't any cause to doubt it uh, or whatever, because it's like there isn't any information. I mean, I know there's a lot of talk about um, what's his face, Feige's Star Wars stuff. So I mean, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I love to. It's like I still keep stor- seeing stories where it's like. Uh, Taika Waititi is saying that there is no confirmation that he is going to direct any movies for Star Wars anytime soon, and I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and and quite frankly, like as much as Taika Waititi does great stuff, I hope he gets to do another Mandalorian episode because this was great. Like that guy just won like best screen or best adapted screenplay yeah. of the Oscars this weekend. He's set. Like it's <laughs> like it's. At least as a writer, I should say, set. Um, well, he like, was set before that, too. Like. Even before that, he was great. But now it's, like, solidified that. And, you know, he's got a Marvel movie under his belt. He's got some Star Wars work under his Thor, belt. Thor, God of Love and Thunder. Like, it's it's amazing. Oh, yeah, that's right. But you know what I mean? Like, it's... Uh, I don't know why we're chasing after. It's like, let's just wait for them to announce something. Because, I don't know. It's sort of... I think people keep thinking that, well, oh, we're putting our bets on one pony. And I'm like, there's been a bunch of ponies. So it's I, sort of. I think the 
the Taika Waititi doing a Star Wars movie. I think that was they probably contacted him regarding it. Yeah, uh, it was like probably early stages, which is something that I hope I don't doesn't get announced because if this Feige thing isn't happening in the next year, then why did they even announce it? Like, if he's not writing a Star Wars story right now, which I don't think he is, why even let us know that? I like I don't yeah. care. You're just trying to pump us up. We don't need pumping up. We need something. Yeah. We need something to watch and believe in, uh, not uh, you know bogus claims or. We're hiring this guy or this few, mostly guys because uh, they're they're hot right now. And you're like, well, I don't care. Like, cool. it's, I, like <laughs> I don't go see Star Wars for the director attached to Star Wars. I go see Star Wars for, you know, the Force and and yeah. things like that and X Wings and Empires and all that fun stuff. So I don't care. I'm I'm all for uh, it, Star Wars sticking to TV for now because I have been so happy with what i've seen and i'm being selfish right now and i don't care because I, I i can't be um but i still think star wars should be on the big screen and it should be the big yeah, event and we should all be excited but that being said you know when george lucas first made star wars theaters were the cream of the crop right it was like if something was sure. a big deal it was on it was in the in the cinema yeah, and and he based it on on the serials that you would watch in the cinema, and then time has gone on, and everybody was waiting for TV to kind of take over for theaters, and then eventually it never happened. But now, but now you know streaming, and and I would say HBO has a big part of this as well. But streaming and like HBO and the likes of that have really kind of shown like okay, well television storytelling small screen storytelling uh can be just as powerful impactful and profitable as theatrical storytelling and when you think of what star wars is uh and what george lucas idea of star wars always was it almost makes sense for it to be played out on on a, a streaming platform like disney plus that's kind of what George Lucas was always making was a serialized space fantasy. And now there's an opportunity to do that for real in a form that makes complete sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, is there doubt that they're going to make another Star Wars movie? Like, they're going to make another Star Wars movie. Maybe they wait four or five years. I hope not. I hope it's in the 2022 or whatever. Like, like they're going to make both. Like... They're in the business of making money, so it's like, and quite frankly, I know they have said it, but like, it doesn't make any sense to me to not make Star Wars movies for Disney Plus as well as Star Wars movies for. I mean, and well, maybe there's a difference. That's fine, but like, you know, you could call it like you could give Mandalorian a two-hour episode. That's you can call that a movie if you like. <laughs> this is where the problem lies, though, is if you're going to if they're going to say, OK, we're going to give you we're going to make Solo 2. Right. Let's say they're like, we're going to do. Yeah. yeah, there you go. We're going to do Han Solo 2. Yeah. He's he fell off of his little platform. Oh, they're going to make Han Solo 2. OK. And they're like, it's going to be straight to Disney Plus. Right. Awesome. Okay. But then yeah. like but then next year they're going to make uh, Dark Ray the movie. Yeah, but that's going to be in the theater. Okay. Why? But you know that six months after it's released, it'll be on Disney Plus. You're getting the Solo two straight to Disney Plus. Why are you going to spend your money in the theater to watch that Dark Ray movie? 
that's that's where the trouble lies if they're like if they start putting movies on Disney Plus and theatrical, that's where they can run into problems. Early on, I think eventually maybe they get to that point. I think Mar- Marvel is a great prime example, but mm. Marvel's earned that right. I think Star Wars, it'll take some time for them to to earn that. And they almost have to reverse engineer Marvel now with the starting on a Disney Plus. They should start a new on Disney Plus. Mandalorian is phase one, and they're gonna and they work their way from there. Yeah. I I don't know. I I get what you're saying, and I'm not saying it's wrong, but it's just like, then you have to stop making movies, right? Like, exactly. Like, well, that's if, the if the concern. If the concern is like, well, I'll, people will wait. I I got big bad news for you. Like, that's just sort of the way it is now. Uh, I think, but like, you could make their equality. So I think the type of movie they make definitely needs to be defined, right? Like. I think if you watched a movie like The Mandalorian, the way it's shot on at a theater, you'd be like, "This is like watching a TV show." I don't know. I know that it looks good. Don't get me wrong, but there is a I don't know. There does seem to be a different vibe. I a two-hour Mandalorian would I watch it? Yes, but I don't know. It's would you pay to see it in the theater? Sure. I mean, yeah, we are entering a time where like the uh the um a movie on netflix is just as successful as it is on in the theaters like i don't i, I don't know why i'm arguing this because i like going to the theater it's a treat i saw birds of prey this weekend on last weekend and i was like this was fun and then also we, i happened to be the vip scenes that like lean back like this i was like it, that doesn't really affect my love of going to the movies. It's just like, well, that's a fun little feature. But like, I, I, I think we're arguing about something that almost doesn't affect us. Like, I don't want like theaters to go out of business. But like, like this argument is based on certain companies don't make as much money. But like, I think the equation of how they make money or where. The, the, they chase the money, right? So like, oh, we'll put our time into this or this. It's like, it doesn't apply to me because like the Mandalorian is great content. All I'm concerned about is great storytelling. I think you do too. It's just like, I, I don't know. I don't think it'll go away. I think it's going to be a, at least a decade till we really see if a theater is around anymore or goes away. Like, I don't know. I, I think it's, People aren't thinking outside the box, and you know I think Netflix was an outside of the box idea, but now it's just being copied. So Disney Plus is great, but it's not a new idea. You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, it's it's a it's a, it's a I, don't know, I don't know. They're gonna keep making this stuff. I know that's not really a uh, a uh, an answer. It's like they're still gonna make these, these freaking movies. They really are. Well, but, but the thing is, if they, if they make a movie on if they make a movie on Disney Plus, they might there might not be a market to put the movies in the theater because people be like, well, why why would that one go in the theater and this one be on Disney Plus? You start to confuse people and oversaturate your product. And look, they don't even make freaking toys for these movies anymore. So Star Wars is in a really it's it's what, in a, what, it's a weird spot right now. What movies? Star Wars. What do you mean they don't make toys for the movies anymore? They just don't make toys anymore, Brock. There's like no toys for Star Wars. Unless it's a black series, there's no toys. 
For kids. What? Kids don't play with Star Wars toys. Uh, okay. Have you been to a toy store? <laughs> List yes. off all of the Rise of Skywalker toys you've seen. There's okay. none. There's like the big tall Vader. It's still Vader everywhere, which is great. Yeah. Who doesn't love Vader? Those are still toys though. <laughs> like Yeah, but it's only but saying. it's like <laughs> one Vader. When we when we were kids, it was like we even last week when we mentioned Shadows of the there were more Shadows of the Empire figures than there are Rise of Skywalker figures. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Tell me how many Rise of Skywalker Millennium Falcon toys you've seen. <laughs> Well, like none of the things from uh, Triple Force Friday were interesting to me, and there was definitely Rise of Skywalker toys. No kids' toys. I mean, Black Series, but like no kids gonna play with a Black Series. And like, let's get real, Funko Pops aren't for adults like us; they're for kids. <laughs> uh, I think they're for people with offices. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think kids like Funko Pops. It's all adults, but they don't make like there's no Star Star Wars action figures anymore. They're hard to come by. When they are, it's like thirty dollars a pop, twenty dollars, twelve ninety nine. Yeah, but like no, like there's yeah. no, like when you like oh my god. There's no they're, toys. They're just trying to, trying to, they're, ugh, No, whatever. they said Hasbro didn't, the 75% of the toys weren't made because of leaks and Hasbro didn't want to leak. Where are they? Mm-hmm. There's no toys. They just were like, kids aren't buying the toys anymore. They have to get the kids back. It's like yeah, George Carlin in, in Dogma. Get them while they're young with the cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just, they haven't, they, they haven't connected with kids the way other properties have and they got to get that and the best way to do that is definitely through disney plus but they need to and i you know i talked about this uh last week i think it's like they need to stop worrying about their little canon fantasy now and just be like screw it let's make this and just make it marketable make it fun make it unique make it star wars make it what it always was a nice adventure a fantasy in space uh and you'll people will come back the ones that have that have uh left is all i'm saying mm, yeah, yeah but sure <laughs> but you know, um like what i i'm just saying where's the Pasana play set uh what would that play set look like though say it would just be sand sand <laughs> it'd be sand in a box with some like ribbon <laughs> <laughs> and then every once in a while they would come with like a with a little plush toy when you squeeze it belly like and it would just be it would just ask you for your last name constantly mm. constantly right i would do it <laughs> look the only way you can get a babu frick is either with 3po black series or in the in the smuggler's bounty funko pop oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like where's babu frick where's a that's all i'm just saying <laughs> they 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 need to grab. They need to get the kids. George Carlin, Dogma, Kevin Smith. Get them while they're young. That's what they need. <laughs> You're equating Star Wars to religion. <laughs> oh yeah, but more cigarettes because he was like yeah. he was a great religious. He was using that the cigarette. Yeah. Get them while they're young. So yeah, it's a drug, Brock. We all Star Wars is a drug. We're all here to get our fix. That's clearly what it is. Oh look, I'm excited about. I like for me. If, you, if you're just, I love going to the theater. I love watching Star Wars in the theater more than anything. Uh, but a half hour show on Disney Plus once a week, I'm all in. I'm all in. That's my length of time. That's all I can give time for is a half hour. Even if you can cut that out to 25 minutes, I'm all in on that. 
and the characters are wonderful and it 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 uh the Mandalorian definitely feels more like a spin-off than the the high budget of the film. Like when you look at the quality of a Rise of Skywalker versus the quality of Mandalorian, but purposely so. It kind yeah. of it goes back to that aesthetic that they had in the 80s and I really really appreciate that and I would definitely watch more of that. I'm curious to see where they go with uh the Cassian Andor show or as Bob Iger calls it, the Rogue One prequel show. <laughs> um really curious to see that because uh, apparently that's still a go even though no one's heard anything <laughs> about yeah. that one and then Obi-Wan of course the Obi-Wan Kenobi show which you know I know a lot of people are afraid of because I don't know the scripts aren't whatever but it's Deborah Chow Ewan McGregor yeah. it's gonna happen it's gonna be fine Yeah, um, I'm just curious because uh, I gotta talk to you about this Brock they said that the scripts were too similar to the Mandalorian because it was gonna be Obi-Wan Kenobi and Luke Skywalker like young Luke Skywalker and it was too similar to the Mandalorian how do you feel about that given what A New Hope tells us about the relationship between the two I, I don't know I uh, I feel like there shouldn't it, there's an Obi-Wan show it shouldn't be about Luke I mean you can have him in there but like they when they meet in a, a New Hope, it's like he know they he knows who he is, but like it's like Luke knows who he is, but that there, there doesn't seem to be that kind of like Dennis the Menace, Mister Wilson sort of relationship, where like they're very aware of each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't hate it, but like I think, and I think you can have a Luke character in it, but I think he has to be off in the distance because Obi Wan doesn't want to influence him i guess uh, that, like that's what i'm interested in what is what is uh obi-wan's plan with luke is like it's because it's when you when you watch new hope again it is kind of like and it's understandable because you have to explain a lot in that movie to an extent like he's just like you must come with me to alderaan and learn the force and she's like based on what <laughs> but that's how that's what you could spend a lot of ch- large chunk of time obi-wan dealing with that but like they did in the comic where obi-wan and uh uncle owen are just like, are, are like beating heads constantly so it's like you could work that out like that that's a relationship that could be more the basis of the show or it, it just could be something totally different i i think there's a lot you can do there i just don't know like i can't equate a young luke to a baby yoda because it's like we know who Luke is. Mm-hmm. We don't. We haven't seen him as a child, but we know who he is. So it's like, there's no mystery. Like Baby Yoda is interesting because one, he is a cute puppet, and two, like who is this? What is? This? And we have no explanation. Like, I don't. I don't know. I I, I can see the comparison of like, yeah, well, grizzled warrior and little kid. Like, that's cute, but I don't know. I just, I, I I'd be for it. I don't know. There's just no information, so it's like it's kind of like pulling things out of the air. Like, oh, it could be this. Yeah, what are we basing like, it on? But I would. But that being said, like when they 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 drop, like, oh, maybe we could put Jar Jar in this, or maybe we could have a uh, Anakin ghost, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> please do that. Yeah, I'm all for Anakin and Jar Jar being in it for sure. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Um, yeah, I, here's you brought up how they dealt with it in the comic. And this is one thing now that, and I look, I know you love comics and the comics are great and you, you've been letting me read mm. some of yours and they're fantastic and everything. But 
with Disney Plus around, don't you think they've they've kind of done a disservice to themselves now because everything is canon, everything is connected. There's like Kylo Ren, the Rise of Kylo, Kylo Ren comic is wonderful, but why the heck is that not a Disney Plus show? Like they have opportunities now to do these, but they're like, ah, eh, comic, comic. And it's like, well, you've done so much in the comic now. Yeah. Like, why? Give us like your your opportunity that you could have gold mines here of these stories to tell us. Yeah. 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 Uh, in live action or animated on on Disney Plus, yeah. but they've gone in comic. And as much as the comics are great and, and you read them and I read them, they're not a lot. Like the numbers are way less than Disney plus would be. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think uh, like uh, putting, getting you and McGregor to be uh, uh, older Obi-Wan is more feasible just cause like you don't have to do much to make you and McGregor look young per se. You know what I mean? So you could have flashbacks of like him in the Senate or in the Jedi Council, but with like Mark Hamill being who the age he is, and like they did great with the CG in in the movies. But you know what I mean? It's like watching The Irishman, where it's like that's an old man trying to be a young man. <laughs> you know what I mean? How so, dare but you? That being said, like if we're gonna do a Mark Ham or a Luke Skywalker story, which I have been foaming at the mouth for, it's gotta be animated, I think. But I think comics for a, like a, like that kind of works. But I see what you're saying because it's like, well, you've kind of written part of that in the comics. So yeah, I mean, you don't you don't want to copy that. I don't know. It's like you but, say it yourself though, because like some people don't read comics or the books. So it's like, well, here's a way to tell that story. Yeah, why not? Why not? I know this is this might not be. Uh, hip for me to say but uh, why not take the comic and turn that into a series yeah. not like necessarily the rise of Kylo Ren but one of those comics with yeah. a great story yeah. why not just use that yeah. and just make a, a show about that and do what Marvel's been doing successfully and just use that yeah. as your basis yeah. and, and go from there and use it and grow from it and expand on it and you know maybe take a little bit away because you can't fit whatever form it for that but I, I don't maybe they don't want to do that they don't feel like they can do that they don't feel like star wars should do that maybe um i think go for it that's what i think like just give us all the star wars you can and don't handcuff yourself because you've told that story in a comic or a novel or whatever yeah yeah i mean there's easy ways to do something that's been in a book or comic and still do a a new story you know what i mean like you can talk about Obi-Wan and maybe you have an Uncle Owen character. Maybe. I don't know. But you could still, like, that whole, that comic series has, doesn't have every single moment of Obi-Wan's life from the second he lands on Tatooine to the second A New Hope starts. So there's a huge gap. So it's totally doable. Like, like think about it. Like, he could just, he could avoid, it's sort of like when we were talking about Mandalorian. It's like, oh, Boba Fett. You can keep that in your back pocket as you're like, oh, we've run out of ideas. Here, here you go. Like, don't put Luke Skywalker in it. Perfect. <laughs> but he can be on Tatooine dealing with Jabba. This is how we get Jabba back. Like, this is what I love about these series. Is like, oh, this is how we get. You could get, you could get Qui-Gon Jinn in there. Like, the, you could do a whole season where uh, Obi-Wan's trying to understand how to become a Force Ghost, how to be one with the with uh the force 
What was I watching recently where I was like, wait a second? <laughs> oh, no, I wasn't watching. I was thinking about it because, like, <laughs> there's a lot, you know, you always see uh, the, uh, you know, they disappear and become one with the force. Yeah. Uh, but Qui-Gon doesn't really do that. He, they find his body and they burn it. Yep. Which is another Jedi way of uh, having a funeral. But, like, but like he's the one that's supposed to know all about <laughs> this, too. So, I know. It, you can find plot holes constantly in Star Wars. What? Sort of, Only yeah. the sequel trilogy, Brock. But I was just like, wait a second. No. <laughs> but that's based on what we learn in Clone Wars to an extent, right? Oh, well, no, I guess he mentions it in the... Anyways, yeah, I'm no, going said, Yoda says it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, there's opportunities to do um, so much in these in these series. And I think they need to... They, I, I keep saying it. They need to just have fun with the damn property. Like, just have fun yeah. with Star Wars. Fail on Disney Plus, but try something cool and fail at it. Yeah. Like, we we're going to do this, and you know what? It didn't quite work, so we won't go back to that. But we're going to bring you this or that or whatever, and just have fun. And don't be afraid of making stuff for kids like droids and Ewoks. Like that, you know. Just you can, people can say whatever they want about either one of those, but I can tell you, as a kid who watched, a kid who watched both of those, they were Ooh. phenomenal when they were on. Yeah, they meant uh, a lot to me when they were on. I watched them all every Saturday or whatever the hell it was. And Thundercats, He Man, Ewoks, Droids—they're yeah. up there for me. Uh, they yeah. were a big deal, and they were a lot of fun. And don't don't forget the kids, really. Like, like make the movies for adults, quote unquote, like the kid movie for adults. But just have fun with with it. just have fun. Just fun, I know Resistance people say that the Lego cartoon shows I think is a bit prime example of them having fun, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're they're as mainstream as, as no, uh, anything else. I so. haven't watched most of them, so no, I haven't either. But I know that they're they're fun, but they're still canon. Yeah. Now, before we get to Hollow News, MTV I believe caught up with Ryan Johnson at the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. By the way, Rise of Skywalker Funko Pops are all on sale at EB Games. Oh, cool. Just so you know. Uh, I don't know why I thought of that. I was at EB Games today, and they were all on sale. <laughs> um, I got DJ for a dollar. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't be jealous. <laughs> anyway, MTV caught up with Ryan Johnson at the Academy Awards, where Ryan Johnson was nominated for Knives Out. I haven't seen that yet. Have you seen it? Yeah. yeah uh, out of 10. Seven or eight, I suppose. I feel like I need to rewatch it. It's not. It didn't capture my imagination as much as Looper or Brick did, but like Looper's I still dead. love anything. Hmm? Brick, Brick will always be his best. I think. Yeah. Looper I mean. is Looper is something else. I think. Like it's just mm. it's something else. Okay, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, mm. But uh, I saw. I finally saw Joker, the Joker. Joker. Mm-hmm. It was good. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's just, you know, <laughs> side bar. You can't make the Joker a sympathetic character because that takes away from the Joker. He's just supposed yeah. to be a psycho. So, um, anyway, I have an idea on that. But uh, Knives Out, I think I know who did it. Uh, Ryan Johnson on the Rise of Skywalker. So MTV asked him what he thought of the Rise of Skywalker, and fans around the world were waiting for him to say it was the worst experience of all time. And he said, Quote, unquote, I had a blast, man. 
Yeah. Made me so proud and seeing the heart and soul that JJ put into it. And seeing my friends who were in the movie just like bring the whole thing to a conclusion. Yeah, for me as a Star Wars fan, it was a really special experience. You brought up his maybe, maybe not trilogy earlier on. That yeah. is what you call PR when you're still wanting to make a Star Wars movie. It, and also like, not being a dick. I love entertainment media. Because it's like they don't really investigate anything. They're just like, that guy directed Star Wars. Therefore, I'll ask a Star Wars story or Star Wars question. Specifically, did you like this one movie that like is <laughs> some people don't really like and lo- or love to hate? Like, if you knew, Ryan Johnson was fully is he's one of those guys that's like, oh, I'm going to delete all my Instagrams. Not that he's done anything, but it's just like he's smart. He knows that like. I mean, look at what happened to, uh, I was going to say Tim Gunn, but that's not it. Uh, who did Guardians of the Galaxy? Gunn. Oh, James Gunn. James Gunn, thank you. Like, he got in trouble for something he posted years ago. And he's one, of, and Ryan Johnson's like, I know how, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying Ryan Johnson's is, 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 is innocent or whatever, like, He's smart though. He's not. He's not. You're not gonna like. Oh yeah, I will say something stupid. Like, I know oh, his job is still on the line. Can you <laughs> like, imagine if he was like, "That was a hunk of junk." Yeah, I'm gonna say it was garbage for the company that's probably gonna let me make three more movies. Yeah, I'll get right on that. <laughs> and he says right in there, he's like, "A lot of my friends were in it." Like, yeah, because he wants yeah. to go up there and bash his friends, also, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Give me a break, man. You're not gonna do that. It doesn't matter what he thinks of the movie. He's gonna be respectful to it, yeah. Uh, because he's not an. I mean, as much as YouTube would like to think he is, he's just not an idiot, yeah. frankly. And like, also, I'm sure he's read all the articles where JJ and Chris Terry are like, "No, we're not flaming." Uh, Ryan Johnson we're not taking like we're not criticizing his movie in our movie at any point maybe they're maybe that's BS I don't know but like yeah. at least he's like okay they're playing ball why wouldn't I play ball as well like, and the <laughs> thing is all, like even if they did do that to him he did that with The Force Awakens anyway like if they all do it to them like they're doing what they want to do with the movie that they are making so yeah. it's not up like the thing is it's not up to J.J. Abrams what Ryan Johnson does in the Last Jedi and it's not up to J- Ryan Johnson what J.J. Abrams does in the Rise of Skywalker. It's like they <laughs> they're done. They're out of the door. You can't do it anymore. <laughs> Just the the bottom line is you put on a smiley face for the camera. Yeah. You say you like the movie and then you go and you just bathe in cash. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, knives <laughs> out. Knives out. Good movie. Uh, is you just said it wasn't enjoyable. Good. Hmm. Wow, like in comparison to his other two movies where we're like, oh, it's a different kind of movie. Yeah. But it, it's uh, it's beautiful. It's like, wow. Was it uh, worthy of the best writ- screenplay nomination? Could, yeah, I, th- I think so. I'm trying to remember. Like, I didn't really watch the Oscars. I like to know who wins, but I don't. I was like, was it 1030 and they hadn't announced like the major ones yet? I was like. Well, well, Aaron's. We'll get to never tell me that in a second. But Aaron's big on on the Oscars. She watches them every year, and I usually am nowhere near her. But this year it was on our anniversary, mm-hmm. so I felt like, well, I have to sit here <laughs> and watch mm-hmm. it with her. So I sat and I was not really paying attention. I was thinking I was falling asleep on the couch. But I will say there was one, and this is not being. I haven't seen this reported on or anything. It was the only moment in Oscar history that I've ever cared about. Lin Manuel Miranda comes on the stage, right? And he's like, 
sometimes there's a song and you can't stop associating the song with the scene and the scene with the song. And they just, they work in unison. And he's yeah. like, don't you forget about me from the breakfast club. And he wanted all these like songs, you know, in the scene. And then he said the one that touched my heart. He said, T-U-R-T-L-E power by partners in crime and Ninja Turtles. I was like, give this man an Oscar right now. All <laughs> <laughs> right now. It was the best part of the whole show. Never tell me the odds. Never tell me the odds brought to you from our Patreon. Patreon. Wonderful people that say, hey, these guys are great. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Not one of these are either of our mothers. That's that's wild. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> Bill Stanforth might be my mom. So anyways, uh, our Patreons are executive producer Heidi Fetter, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Mary Kristen Aton. <laughs> I can't get over it, like when you said a property. I'm like, ah. <laughs> uh, Jeff Wilson, Aaron Quinton, Al Schuler, Phil Staniforth, Janet Rubio, Austin Schur, Scott D, Andy Higgins, Josh Price, Mason Hope, Matt W, Rez, Rural, Farm Boy, Frank Perkins, Sooner, Thrawn, Neil Lowry, D, Raven Spencer, Matt Dallas, DJ Blake, Gleek Play One, Kayla Davis, Charlotte, Girls with Sabers and uh, yeah, Josh, then nerds. <laughs> he does a morning show at 9 a.m. He thinks he's such hot, hot stuff, <laughs> dude. Just stop following him if it bothers you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't follow him, he messages me. I, I do a morning show, I'm like, that's great. He's like, wake up, I'm like, stop it, I'm at work. <laughs> Uh, no, Joshua Denner is great, uh, great guy, great channel. Check him out. Check out Girls with Sabers. They're gonna we're doing something special with the Girls with Sabers in the next uh, little while. It's, that's a, oh, cool. you know what it is, but you probably forgot right now. But you know what it is. Don't say it, but you know it. Is it Star Wars related? <laughs> no. Oh what? <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, right. yeah. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Stick, stick around. Not today, but like in general. Mm. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Woo. Uh, first odd today. The odds of Crimson Dawn appearing, created, or mentioned in Clone Wars Season 7. Will we see Crimson Dawn at all? Will we see the creation of Crimson Dawn? Or will they just be simply mentioned in Clone Wars Season 7? Hmm. I want it to happen because I think that it needs to be mentioned as much as possible. <laughs> they need to do solo too. Uh, I just don't like my worries in Clone Wars season seven. It's like, oh, there's a storyline that could take us away from the main story plot, which I hope we don't do too much of. But I get why you're bringing it up because, you know, Maul. Uh, but uh, I want to say 70%. I feel like they're like, well, we put this uh, idea of Darth Maul and Crimson Dawn in there. Like maybe, maybe people will like if we add something else. So yeah, yeah. I, I so it's going to bleed into Revenge of the Sith, right? Uh, I'm curious where they go with Maul in this one. Like we know yeah. he's not going to die, and we know that he becomes the head of Crimson Dawn uh, shortly after. Right? Mm. Can't be that. 
yeah, it can't be that much after season seven ends. I'm gonna go sixty-five percent. Because also, if it does, if if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. But I, I, I would love it to happen, especially if you know Solo Two or Maul and Kira show or whatever's coming. Mm-hmm. You plant that seed in Clone Wars, and who does that better than Filoni anyway? Who plants things yeah. better than Filoni? Gardeners. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and this is our next uh, the odds of Knights of the Old Republic three coming from EA. This has been a rumor. Apparently, sources are confirming that it's happening. But Brock, by the way, I did the Battlefront two update, seven hundred thousand oh, yeah. gigabyte update. Uh, yeah, it's pretty rad, actually. I'm not gonna lie. So EA uh, Old Republic Part three, following the success of Fallen Order. Well, we can always return to Bioware, which I believe did the first two. I think. But uh, EA has all the rights to the games. Yeah, no, I understand. Um, I would like it. Uh, didn't they do an Old Republic for, like, PC or something at one point? I remember there being, like, cool animatics, but it never took off, like, the first two. Yeah, I think it was um, so. Coming from EA... It's, like, not the question of, like, is EA capable of doing it i think they are it's just like do we need it i wonder if ea could yeah i wonder if ea could release uh like a remastered version of the original ones i that's tricky right because they didn't have the rights to it but like, anyways uh not diverting too much with those uh i'm gonna go 40 percent. i think they want to create their own thing and look what they've created with fallen order like Make a Knights of the Old Republic style game, but in your own High story. Republic. High Republic. <laughs> yeah. No, there you go. I hate to say it, but that makes sense. Like, don't call it Old Republic because now that'll be confusing. Like, you they clearly want to sell this idea of the High Republic. Just give us that. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Oh no, the High Republic though, there's peace in the galaxy and there's law and order. Sure. <laughs> like it's I'm going I'm going sixty one percent. Uh old Knights of the Old Republic is I think way too popular for anybody to continue ignoring. And if they are going with the movies and the high republic, they're gonna stick uh old republic in video games alone. That's what I think. I think Old Republic will simply be for video games and maybe books and whatnot, and the High Republic and onwards will be where they focus all their attention uh in film and Disney Plus. That's what I think. Final odd, the odds of Babu Frick getting an animated series. Yeah, very low. Yeah. I feel like he could exist as a character in an animated series somehow. Be it like something goofy where like it's just all these random assortment of background characters do something. You know, like a droids or something like that. But situated around him, I don't know. But they, they would never... Do that type of show anyway. Yeah. Uh, I would do an animated series, Clone Wars style, Poe, Zori, Babu, and whoever else is in his little gang. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah, and I could see that. Does that count? Is that like, or is that, does it have to be Babu, Frick? Centric? No, I think that would count. That that could count. Uh, I think it's pretty possible then i'm gonna say 55 percent because it's like that would be cool to see and then i think we talked about this before it's like you could 
have young Poe and then somehow incorporate like Shara Bay into it. Yay. Yeah, absolutely. But Poe Dameron's getting that book where it kind of follows him. Just oh, like yeah, I that's said right. earlier, it's like they're throwing these things in books and comics when these are all prime material for Disney Plus. I would love to see it. I'm going to go 35%, though. I just, uh, I just, I'm just not having fun. Although, if this Rebel sequel series is true and there's Sabine, Sabine and Ahsoka searching for Ezra, that's awesome. I'm all on board on that. But oh. at some point, they need to dive into uh, the Star Wars Skywalker saga characters and just. Hook us up with those. All right, that's Never Tell Me the Eyes. Now we're going over to Brock's favorite part of the show. All the news. Hollow news. Da, da. This is why it's his favorite part. I sing. Da, da, da. Mm. Da, 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 da. Hollow news and my mic is off. <laughs> so today in Hollow News, the news you need to know. Uh, we were talking about it earlier. What is going on with future Star Wars movies? Well, Joe Russo, you might have known, might have heard of him. Him and his brother make movies for Marvel, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and Avengers Endgame. He, in an interview, I forget with who, but he just said to someone, Star Wars is Kevin Feige's first and true love. He's a man who has a very, very large basement filled with enough Star Wars paraphernalia to fill a museum. Whatever he does with it is going to be passionate, emotional, and unique. So there you go. Uh, it doesn't really reveal anything about Feige's ideas, but like Joe Russo saying, hey, I made that movie and you like me, but Feige's going to make a movie that you'll really like. So that's just a nice little update on that. It doesn't tell us anything, but who cares? Kevin Feige likes Star Wars. Um, moving along. Uh, I think this story was about two weeks ago. i been holding on the back burner. But it's uh, the 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 yields of Fallen Order. They were expecting six to eight million copies by March 31st at the end of EA's fiscal year. But players bought eight million units by the end of December of 2019, raising the sales estimate to 10 million units by the end of March. So, you know, Respawn's like, oh, we got a hit. <laughs> Respawn and EA. Um, it's, uh, there's a lot of, uh, good things going on there. I'm just trying to, I maybe should have read this before, but anyways, uh, it's doing very, very well. So that it's fun that we're talking just, to, just now about uh, possibly old Republic where like EA and, uh, EA's got it going on. So maybe they don't go back to those things. Um, Another fun thing, this is just a, a theory, but I think it's uh, actually pretty good. A Reddit user called Fan Theories 101, so, you know, it's just going to be good, uh, has pointed out a possibility of how we can explain why Stormtroopers are such terrible shots. He says, thanks to the Mandalorian, it's canon that Stormtroopers suck, as we saw in the last episode. There's a scene where two repeatedly fail to shoot something only a few feet away. Also, the ex-sniper, played by Bill Burr, defends his credentials by emphasizing that he wasn't a stormtrooper, implying they're known to have bad aim. So in the OT original trilogy, why does Obi-Wan think they're great? He emphasizes that the shots on the transport were too precise and thus must have been a stormtrooper. Simple answer, and I love this, this is why I'm putting it in the news. They literally don't make them like they used to. When Obi-Wan thinks of stormtroopers, he thinks of the clones he used to fight with. 
they were extremely talented. So I'm like, oh uh, yeah, I do like that. Uh, clones were engineered to not have fully to have full lifespans, if I remember correctly. So there's no more clones. But, uh, oh yeah, so he's talking about how uh, at this point there's probably no clones left in in the Empire anymore, <laughs> and Obi Wan's been stuck on a desert planet. So I was like, yeah. Uh, and final news, J.J. Uh, Abrams and Bad Ro- Robot co-CEO Katie McGrath uh, a few weeks ago spoke to a room full of influential people about why they focus so much on representation and why we all need to do the same. Uh, McGrath said through, though we, that they thought about uh, when it came to their Star Wars, thought about building the story around a female protagonist, a set of four main characters, one of who whom was late Tinks, one of them was a Nigerian Londoner, one of whom was a woman, a white woman, and one of whom was a white guy. How can we find a way to have every kid who's going to go see the movie see a version of themselves in a way that isn't often considered at scale? If we had this moment, this person, what do we want to do with it? And I'm not, and not from a place of being preachy or feeding people spinach, just a p- place from, of anytime you have a privilege, you have an obligation, period. That's just how we try to live our lives. So, yeah, that's fun. They were just like, diversity, it counts. So that's great. This is hollow news of news that I found two weeks ago. Hollow news. <laughs> da, 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 da. Hollow news. Cinema Blend, Brock, has an article. Yeah. That says Rogue One's Diego Luna sounds excited to return as Cassian Andor for Disney TV Disney Plus TV series. There's a quote: "I can't wait to go back to the universe. I had so much fun. I really like Rogue One, so it's nice to go back to that universe." Nice. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, <laughs> I because we we haven't done um, what's that thing we used to do? What up, Star Wars? What's up, Star Yeah, we haven't done that in a while. And I was like, oh, maybe something broke while we were recording. The answer is a hard no. <laughs> top five. Top five. What's our top five today? Today's top five are top five Mandalorian spinoff shows we would like to see. Bob Iger said that they are going to implant characters into the Mandalorian and spin them off. So we don't know who those are going to be, but based on who we have, what five series would we like to see based on those characters? Mm, nice. That is our top five. And my number five, Cara Dune and Grief Karga bountying it up. The series called Bountying It Up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh crap! I'm just trying to remember my order here. Okay, number five, I think, even though they're gonna probably do it, it would be kind of cool to see what's going on with the covert, but or whatever it's called, covert, covert. This is like so, just strictly around the Mandalorians uh-huh. that the Mando is with, but not include him. I don't know how you work that. That's why it's number five. Well, my number four is similar, but it's the Mandalorian purge. Ah. Show me what's up. I don't think we're going to get that on the Clone Wars Season 7 because what we've seen of Rebels tells me that they can't take off their helmets at any time yeah. or their masks or whatever. Uh, so show me the Purge. Show me what's up with the Purge and use the heavy Mandalorian, who's my favorite Mandalorian. Use the armor, who's my second favorite Mandalorian. Use them in that series and make it awesome. 
your number four. Uh, my number four is like your number five, but just going to be Grief Karga. Kind of re- rebuild a bounty hunter network. I don't know. Calling it Karg. Mutiny on the bounty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my number three Quill and the Blurgs. <laughs> And that's it. It speaks for itself. It's like the old man in the sea. <laughs> yeah. It's Quill and the Blurgs. And I, trust me, I'll watch all seven seasons of that. Uh, my number three will have to do with, did we ever get a name for, oh God, what's his name? Well, the, if he doesn't have a original, name, I don't know. The original guy that sends Mando the out. The client? The client, yeah, and that's what's who was the actor Werner name? Herzog. Thank you, Werner Herzog's character. I think because that would be kind of neat to see like the Empire slowly breaking down. Like I want to, obviously, I want to know more about Moff Gideon, but like that's that's the Mandalorian. We're gonna learn more about that. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Moff Gideon's great. Yeah. Uh, number two, incinerator stormtrooper incinerating things. <laughs> <laughs> it's a full 30 minute show That's it. it's like the fireplace they, uh, com- uh, oh channel. it should be it, no you know what it should be it should be the incinerator stormtrooper but they're like the firefighter like those like dramas like the Grey's Anatomy show that Aaron watches <laughs> but it's with the incinerator troopers you're number two uh, my number two Something around Cara Dune. Well, it could know, be, it could be. Mm-hmm. a Cara Dune show prequel where she like leaves the yeah. rebellion and stuff. It would be nice to see her take on Alderaan being blown up after we realize, we learn that she's an Alderanian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would love for somebody to go to Alderaan. That would be fantastic. Um well, yeah, maybe, and then we find out why she get has a face tattoo. I mean, I know why she has it, but like, why on the face? You know, you know? why hasn't she removed it if she doesn't even believe in that anymore? Yeah. Yeah. She's a hypocrite. <laughs> My number one. I kind of, what sidebar? I kind of hate that they think they have to have characters with tattoos on their faces. Like I saw Birds of Prey, and Harley Quinn still has tattoos on her face, and it's just like, why? <laughs> she has tattoos on her face. Yeah, one here. One's a heart that you see everywhere, but it says, like, damaged here, which is, like, Like, I don't think we need to... (laughs) Do we really need to speak to the demographic of Post Malone, like... (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Love Post Malone. I'm just saying, like, too much on the face tattoos. I... Do they change the name of the Harley Quinn movie? (laughs) Yeah. To the Harley Quinn. They were just like, screw it, just call it the Harley Quinn movie. Go! Dot, dot, birds of prey. Yeah, like, (laughs) come on. It was a good uh, movie. Yeah, but you know, people are complaining why it failed. It's like, well, it's it's, it's a sequel to Suicide Squad that looks like Suicide Squad. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that hard to. Uh, my number one, the Harley Quinn, no. <laughs> Doctor Pershing and the Caminos. Ooh, yeah. I don't know what's up there. I don't know, but I want to know. That would be great. Oh, I'm in. I'm all in on that one. My number one, Amy Sedaris comes back oh. with her curly hair, 
Like the 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 set is just the landing pad. It's never <laughs> the landing pad. That's it. It's a one set place. That's it. Her and her, and her uh, pit droids. Pit droids. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> She's just her in her room by herself talking to herself. Uh, amazing. I'm all in on that one. Disney, Bob Iger, Kathleen Kennedy, give us a call. We've got your next hits right here. What would that show be called? Pit Stop. Uh, uh, pal, pad Pals. <laughs> pad Pals. I would uh, watch. I want a prequel series about uh, Ming-Na Wen's character. Yeah, I mean, uh, they that whole episode you know what people say the one where you first meet Cara Dune is the weakest the, 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 the Dallas uh, Bryce Dallas Hallard episode but that one is just it's good but like outside of what happens in the end it's like it goes nowhere yeah, I would say like, those two episodes are the weakest in, yeah. in my opinion and they were back to back which also um yeah and I think you're right like that is interesting oh that was what I was gonna do the gang from the 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 uh, jailbreak episode. That would yeah, be I, they were almost on my list, but Quill and the Porgs, and uh, then the Blurgs had to. Oh my God, Quill, Blurgs, Porgs, <gasps> Ewoks, <laughs> all together. It, it's it's Quill being Doctor Doolittle, He's <laughs> or uh, Fantastic Beasts, and where to find them in the galaxy. But the show ends. Each episode ends with a different creature saying, "I have spoken." <laughs> <laughs> Each one ends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in on that. No, yeah, but those two episodes of Mandalorian, I think, were the the weakest, and then they, uh, but they served purposes though. They each served a purpose. Although I think the, I don't think that was Moff Gideon at the end of the the one episode. Uh, yeah, so, I don't know. Because if it was, that's kind of weird. I don't think it is. I think we'll find out uh, now. Ooh, in season two, I think we're going to learn that eventually. But I love the Mandalorian, even the weak episodes. I just like <laughs> I've watched the series. Three or four times in full now. Yeah, I haven't rewatched anything. I, well, you know me, I don't like to watch new things, so I just. <laughs> I'm rewatching Clone Wars. It's just well, that makes forever. that makes sense though, and there's six seasons. Yeah, <laughs> and like, they're full seasons. They're not eight episodes of, of uh, nothing. So there's no Baby Yoda in the Clone Wars. No, there's just Yoda, Yoda. Yeah, almost as cute. <laughs> All right, Brock, this is episode 154 of the wow. Rebels podcast. Thanks, everybody, for watching. You're welcome, guys. And <laughs> I'm like, Rebels scum? <laughs> <laughs> Brock, you didn't have a response to that because you were always scum. Rebel scum! Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.